The Brewers Association and Craft Beer Radio present Savor 2014, an American craft beer and food experience from Washington, D.C. This recording was from Friday, May 9th. Educational Salon, craftbeer.com taste-off Wild Wild Yeast, featuring Congressman Peter DeFazio, Rob Todd from Allagash Brewing Company, Jennifer Glanville from Boston Beer, and Phil Weibel from Perennial Artisan Ales. Hello, everybody. Jimmy. Hello, everybody. That's what I demand from an audience. And you guys are taking time out of your savor to go to and attend the craftbeer.com taste-off salon. Thank you very much. My applause to you. This is going to be an amazing hour. We've got, I think most of this is a sold-out thing. Um, most of you guys bought tickets not even knowing who was competing in this, which I find amazing. I was the only one billed. My name is Julia Hers. I'm the craft beer program director at the Brewers Association. I'm also the publisher of craftbeer.com. Um, I'm on the beer journey just like you guys, totally into beer and food. And what's going on with this is a lot of beer and food. Did you guys know you're going to be asked to be judges? Did you guys know that? Are you up for the challenge? You know, we've done this taste-off salon more than 10 times. We have passed winners like Stephen Powell's from Boulevard, Will Myers from Cambridge Brewing Company, Rick Chapman and Sean from Coronado. Um, who else won? Peter Buchart from New Belgium. This is a highly contested, competitive little taste-off. And so here's how it's going to work. Um, I'm going to introduce our contenders in a moment. We have four of them. Many of you guys do know in the end by looking at the schedule who they are. But here's the setup. And we really need you to be careful with your food. Um, we are presenting you four different craft beers. Each contender has chosen a craft beer to pair with the food choice that Chef Adam Dooley, who is the culinary consultant to the Brewers Association, as well as who set the pairings for savor, um, he chose a food um, roasted duck on brioche. It's duck breast on brioche, and it's got a lot of flavor elements in there for them to tie into. And then Bradley Latham at the Brewers Association helped set up the theme of wild beers. Now, if you want to talk to me about wild beers, I will contend that wild always means Brett. You look it up in the Oxford Companion to Beer, we're talking Brett. But I think our contenders have gone even further and brought in some sour beers into the mix. Ooh la la. So we know that acidity calms salt. We know acidity calms fat. We know that that's why wine has carried the day for pairing. But I am here to say, as a craft beer person and beer lover and home brewer, that craft beer brings to the table acidity as well. And I think some of the, the craft beers that you're going to see tonight are absolutely going to prove that. Um, so what we're going to do, uh, I want to make sure that you guys understand uh, that you are being asked to vote. Each of the contenders, by the way, when we told them the food choice of the roasted duck breast, um, they took a conference call, everybody's been briefed, and we practiced for this. They don't know what each other chose to present to you. So this truly is a competition. And just as you would judge maybe in the Great American Beer Festival that the Brewers Association puts on, or the BJCP, Beer Judge Certification Program event, you are told often the style and the like, but you will not know the brand. And so you guys aren't going to know the brand, nor do the, nor do the contenders. So I think that's very important that there is a little bit of um, seriousness going on here. So they each get five minutes to taste their craft beer with you, talk you into it, seduce you into voting for them, and then they get one more minute of a summation argument because it finally will be the first time they will have tasted the craft beer, um, all four of them. 
So you guys ready to meet your contenders? All right, AV guy, cue the music, please. Turn it up, please. Okay, here we go. In order of tasting first to last, I am proud to present Phil Wymore from Perennial Artisanal Ales out of St. Louis, Missouri, coming from the back all the way to the front. Woo! Very nice, nice little strut for Phil. Feel like we're at a fashion show. And second, Jennifer Glanville from Sam Adams, makers of some amazing beers out of Boston. Woo! Yeah! Guys, she wants this win. She's a contender. Number three, we have Congressman Peter DeFazio from Oregon competing here in the house? Oh my gosh! Is that some value for your salon ticket right there? And last but not least, you all know this guy. You all know his brewery, Rob Todd from Allagash out of Maine. That was so cute. All right, you can kill the music now. Thank you, guys. Way to strut down, make your presence known. Okay, so what we're doing now, we're also kind of killing time so they serve the uh, craft beers. Um, I'd also like the back to know we could serve the food at any time, and then that will get us tasting the first beer. So I know our back staff, if anyone's listening, you're serving the beers. Also bring us about the food anytime. And what you guys have to do with this duck breast is make it last for four bites at least. Now when I'm pairing food, like out there in Savor, I have one technique, you might do it differently. But as judges, we want everybody on the same page in an even playing field. I highly encourage you to take a sip of your craft beer, of whichever contender is talking you through, calibrate with that, get a sense of the taste elements, sweet, salty, sour, bitter, umami, what's going on in that beer taste element wise, and what's going on in that beer flavor wise. What are the hop aromatics? What are the flavors of the hops? What are the flavors of the malt? Are you getting biscuit, roast, toast, coffee, acrid flavors, barrel-aged tannins? You know, what are the sensations going on? And so what you're doing is you're calibrating what's in the beer, then you're going to the food, making it last, by the way, for four beers, that food, and getting a sense of what's in the food. And then you want to go back to the beer in a second sip, and I think your brain should say, is that a home run pairing? Is it an eight out of, you know, 10 out of 10 for home run, knocked it out of the park? We'll make note who you're gonna vote for. Is it eight out of 10? You're looking for 10 out of 10. I want you guys to vote for one plus one equals five in your pairing. And that is important. So that's how we're gonna do this. So now let's get our contenders talking, get them a little bit warmed up to you guys. Real quick, I'm just gonna go down the line starting with Phil. Um, I would like everybody just to let us know who you are at your brewery and what you do on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, just give us general sense. Phil. Yeah, so I'm Phil Wymore with Perennial Artisan Ales. We're, uh, we're a small, very small brewery, very young brewery out of St. Louis. Um, by small, I mean we did uh, you know, less than 2,000 barrels last year, but we do focus on a lot of barrel aging um, and just you know, a lot of different ingredients and that sort of thing. Oops, excuse me. And uh, I'm the founder and brewmaster, so I, I started the company, and uh, now I'm trying to, trying to not muck it up. So that's what I do. 
Perennial's making big waves. This is a special yeah. get. <laughs> Jennifer. I am Jennifer Glanville. I work for Samuel Adams. I am the um, brewery manager of our brewery in Boston. And um, I'm not the owner or founder, as everybody knows, but I, much like you, I wear many hats at the brewery. So my job is everything from um, creating new beers, which is one of the most fun parts, and um, then you know, paying bills, checking beer inventory, loading trucks, not as sexy or fun, but um, it's all good. And um, thanks for having me here. Right on. Congressman. Peter DeFazio from Oregon. We're pretty far away from Oregon. Uh, as you all know, this is a pretty uh, bitterly divided town these days, but I got to tell you, uh, there's one thing brings people together on Capitol Hill, and that's beer. I'm the co-founder of the Congressional Craft Brewers Caucus. We are now up to 130 members, and almost half are Republicans. So let's have it for beer as bringing Americans together. Congressman is really doing great work for small brewers and demands a lot of credit. We thank you for everything you do, for sure. Rob. That means you should vote for my beer. <laughs> <laughs> that would be how you thank me. But yeah. Sorry, didn't mean that. <laughs> uh, I'm Rob Todd. I'm from Allagash Brewing Company. We are just north of here in Portland, Maine. We almost look at this as kind of a local market, Washington, D.C. Um, but we do, we've been in business for about 20 years, and we do all Belgian-style beers and kind of experimental Belgian-style beers. Right on. Okay, next question real quick while we're getting the food set. So Phil, what's your beer and food pairing philosophy when you approach a taste off like this and what you were thinking about of where you wanted the beer to play with the food and how do you approach the whole topic of pairing? Yeah, I mean, basic elements, you know, I want to look at. I mean, there's, there's you know, an unlimited number of combinations that you can have with, with beer and food, but, but you break it down to basic elements of, you know, what's the fat content of, of the food, um, you know, what's the acid content, how sweet is it, and, you know, kind of look at the beers in the same way and, uh, you know, look for, sometimes you're looking for contrast, sometimes you're looking for complement. Um, but really, to me, it's just, just thinking a lot about how mouth coating is something and, you uh, you know, is is the uh, is the beer going to uh, to cut through mouth coatingness or not? And uh, how sweet or dry is something? So, really basic elements. Yep, kind of keeping it simple, but true to the practices we've all learned. Jennifer. Yeah, very similar to Phil. Um, for me, though, I, I think I, I go back to sort of when brewing school and thinking about flavors and how I'm what the beer and how it's constructed. Um, but I love cooking, and by no means, as my family members know, I'm a professional chef, but I have some good dishes out there. Um, I love thinking about the flavors. To me, that's really fun. And when I talk to people about food and beer, it shouldn't be intimidating, but less people pair with beer than they do with wine. Yet, if you talk to people about wine, they know less about wine. So it's really making people comfortable. So they always ask, like, what do you do from your training? The same thing everybody else does. I think about flavors. Think about the harmony and nuances in the beer. Make sure you're not overpowering it, but really have fun with it. I mean, there's no rules. Beer is so complex. Um, you know, there's very few pairings I actually have not liked that I've put together. So I think you should have fun with it. It's a great answer. Congressman. Well, I'm at a bit of a disadvantage. No professional training. I am a home brewer, have been for about 20 years, and everything I know I learned out of Charlie's books. But... Um, you know, for me, uh, beer is food. So uh, it's great if you have food with it, and it's great if you don't have food with it. 
Um, for me, right when I actually heard what we were going to be pairing the beer with, this, the beer that I chose popped right in my head. But um, I always think it's interesting to look at um, when, you have a, when you have a certain dish in front of you, um, what can you pair with it for a beer that brings out elements of the dish that you wouldn't usually get out of it if it was on its own, and vice versa. Um, so if you're, if you're drinking a beer, what could I maybe pair with a beer that brings out some character in the beer that I wouldn't usually get um, if I was drinking the beer on its own. So I, I usually look at trying to elevate the two with whatever the pair is, kind of bring a new experience out of the dish. Okay, last question, then we're going to go to the judging. What's your go-to style these days? What, what's your just old reliable? Just curious. Uh, for me, I mean, especially with the weather turning, uh, getting hotter and hotter, um, I, I just, in general, really have been into uh, really flavorful, uh, low-alcohol beers. You know, beers that are, you know, three to four and a half percent, but are packed with flavor. And, you know, being, being a brewer by, uh, by training, the, the geekier the production method, uh, the harder it is to make this just otherwise simple low-alcohol beer, uh, the better. Good answer. Session beers are quite a trend, and I'm loving them, too. Jennifer. Yeah, I agree. We do a lot of barrel aging in Boston, and um, that's part of my role. And um, we're looking at, you know, taking some beers that are lower in alcohol so that alcohol doesn't mask as many flavors and different kinds of wood. We just got some white port barrels in, so I, which are really interesting and very unique. So I've been having a lot of fun using some of these lower session beers. We actually did a sort of Belgian session and um, some Cezanne, and we've done a session IPA that we're, so we're experimenting a lot with that. So it's been kind of fun to just to have a new barrel and new flavor that we haven't worked with before. Well, as you all know, we're kind of hop crazy in the Northwest, uh, but a little bit over the edge sometimes and obviously uh, a bit high in alcohol and I like, you know, I gotta be really careful in my job. So, uh, uh, so I've, I've really recently gotten into a session IPAs. Uh, you know, they are, you know, and they're making some really good ones up my way and out here. I had a couple of good ones here too that are East Coast. So low alcohol, but uh, nice hops, uh, good beers. Uh, I think for me, this is kind of lame because I know about 80% of our production is a white beer, to say a white beer, but it is, it's a white beer. Um, and, you know, it's funny. I think with every year, I like white beer more and more. I like drinking our white beer. I like drinking other white beers. Um, but there, I think it's just a really cool, complex, refreshing uh, session style of beer. And uh, even as I, each year I drink our beer, even though I've had it for 20 years, I'm still getting kind of new flavors and aromas out of it. So I love white beers. Awesome answer. And I'm glad because I'd be in trouble if I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> okay, everybody have at least the first beer in front of them and their food that you're going to diligently, as a um, judge, make last all four beers. Hopefully so. So, right? We got, we got at least beer one. Okay. I'm going to tell uh, my speakers, we seated you in an order that actually the beers weren't served. No biggie. We're going to go with the order the way the beers were served. So, just the order's going to switch. We got to roll with it. This is homegrown now. It's okay. So, Rob, you are first. It's um, then uh, Jennifer's second. You will be third. Congressman, you're the pinch hitter and get to go fourth now. So, Rob... That. Take us through, take us through in five minutes, and everyone's going to taste with you and also taste the food as well. So you got your five minutes starting now, and Laura, can you bring me my iPhone so I can time? Okay. Go. 
Uh, so kind of quick, quick description of the beer I chose. This beer, is, it was very, very loosely based on a Saison. Uh, it's fermented with a Saison yeast, but it also has quite a bit of fermentation with a Britannomyces yeast, which is a wild yeast. So it gives the beer pretty unique kind of complex flavor. The lighter colored first beer is served. I just want to confirm oh. we all start on the same page. I'm sorry to yeah, interrupt. Lighter beer, lighter beer on the left. Uh, so yeah, so the, probably the one on everyone's far left, maybe. Uh, at least it's on my left. <laughs> so um, so uh, fermented with not only a, a, a traditional Saccharomyces yeast, but also a Britannomyces yeast, which give the, gives the beer kind of funky, complex flavor. And the beer is also aged in wine barrels which gives it uh, some pretty interesting oak flavors. Um, I really get, you know, in addition to the kind of um, barnyard, farmhouse character from the Brett, um, a lot of kind of fruity character like pear and apricot. Um, and also, you get a little bit of, uh, I get bread, uh, bread crust in this beer and kind of biscuity character. And even like a little, it's kind of a, a funky description for a beer, but some pencil shaving character in this beer as well. So um, both the food and the beer kind of have almost simpler distant cousins. Um, this dish, the duck, I guess it's kind of a uh, simpler distant cousin would be chicken. And uh, this beer, uh, would, its simpler cousin would be the Saison, which is kind of what it's very, very loosely based upon. And uh, both of them are kind of more complex flavors of each. The duck, kind of a funkier, um, gamier dish than the chicken. And this particular beer, a little bit kind of funkier than a traditional Saison. So as you, as you taste this beer, uh, some of the initial character you get is, is kind of a tartness from the beer, from the Britannomyces yeast, so it's got some acidity. And the acidity, I think, balances the... And I haven't tried it yet, so I should yeah, try yeah. it. <laughs> um, but the acidity balances the um, fat character in the duck. So it's kind of a contrasting character. I look at, you know, some, uh, some pairings or some flavors complement each other. This is really more of a contrast. And, and it, does, it does contrast nicely. That acidity in the beer um, contrasts the, uh, the fat um, in, the, in the duck. Um, also, the, the gamey character in the duck brings out some of the fruit character in the beer. So kind of another contrasting element. Um, brings out some uh, kind of berry-like cherry currant character in the beer. So again, what I was uh, talking about earlier, looking at ways to enhance each of the dishes. Again, the beer kind of, um, the acidity balances the fat in the, in the duck, and that gamey character brings out some fruit. Um, as it finishes, uh, this beer really kind of has an earthy note, and I think it gets that from both the brett, the funky fermentation with the brett, and also the oak. And I think... You know, as uh, and I've paired this beer with Duck before. As it finishes late, it's more of a complement, and it balances that that earthy kind of gamey character in the Duck. Um, a little bit later, as the flavor evolves. 
Um, and then real late, you'll notice as the beer finishes, Brett really dries out beer, ferments it very fully. So this beer is an extremely dry, dry finish. And that kind of uh, leaves you craving more of the duck because um, the duck's got that full kind of fat character. Um, and that dry finish kind of leaves you craving, craving more of the duck. I love the way you just verbalized that. It's not so easy to do, is it? Anything else, Rob, you want to share? Or are you wrapping it up? You got about another minute I, if you want to. You want to take the time or not? It's I okay. think that's it. That's all, whoa! I think that's all I got, and I just spilled my second pairing. Yeah. So. All right, right on. Well verbalized. Take note. One thing I want to share with you too is um, what's going on with the duck. It's a lightly, lightly toasted brioche with classic butter treatment. The duck breast is brined in gentle solution of kosher salt, touch of sugar, water, and fresh thyme that you might be getting. It's very subtle. And then it's roasted in a high heat oven until medium rare and then allowed to rest. The skin is caramelized and rendered out a bit, which means it loses some of the fat and richness. And then that's what creates the meat to be soft and more moist. Um, and you should get what Rob was reflecting on, that gentle gaminess, but not too aggressive. Salt and black pepper will be the seasoning on the duck, um, and that's what you've got and what you're tasting. So with that, we'll go with Jennifer for beer number two, which is the darker one next to Rob's that you were served second. Thank you. Um, so like I said, I, I love having fun with beer and food, and duck is one of my favorites, and one reason is that Duck has that awesome combination of being slightly gamey. Um, if you do it right with the, with the skin, you get a little caramelized sweet flavor. Um, and it's fatty enough, but it's not like seriously mouth coating. So I, I love the, those flavors. So knowing how complex beer is and how many flavors are in beer, um, duck is one of my favorite things. So I was excited to get this as our pairing. Thanks, <laughs> Chef Adam. And I immediately thought of two beers that I wanted to pair with. Um, and before I ever taste anything, or, or I just like think in my mind what I know about flavors. Um, there's a lot of things always rolling around in there. And I was thinking about um, brightness. And, and um, you know, a lot of times with, with duck, you'll get some gooseberry or some berries. So I was thinking about berries and what kind of things would be bright. Um, knowing it was wild, I knew the beer would have some acidity. So I actually chose a beer that's made with cherries. Um, I think what you'll notice when you taste this beer, first of all, it's a gorgeous color. Um, we actually use Ballantan cherries in here. They are from Michigan, originally from Hungary. And they're known because of the balance that they have between sweet and tart. Um, cherries can be sweet or tart and a little bit of, of both. But these are known for that quality, that really deep kind of cherry pit quality. Um, the beer is brewed with a Belgian ale, and then it um, sits on a bed of over just over a pound of Ballantine cherries during the, the roux phase. So it real and, and they're full cherries with the pits in them. So it really has a lot of that flavor. Um, making sure that it's not going to be too cloying, it's actually aged with a beer that's been barrel aged for over a year. So what the first thing you're going to notice with this beer are some of the differences in flavor. You have this bright cherry note, and at the same time, and if you think about it, um, as it warms up, you're going to get woody and earthy notes from the, um, the beer that we add in at a 10% inclusion that's, that's wood-aged. Um, you get actually some marzipan and kind of spicy notes in it, so it has a, kind of a little bit goes to a sweeter and a little spicy. So all of those flavors and that depth of flavor I thought would work perfectly with the duck. Um, if you think about the duck flavors, as, as it's been described and as you guys are eating it, um, duck being slightly gamey, so it has a little more savory flavor to it. It's going to match all of the depth of flavors that uh, are in the beer that I chose. 
And then I feel like the, the caramelize on the skin brings out a little of the malt undertones in the beer. This beer is certainly not about the malt. It's about the fruit, and it's about the sour and acidity and the Belgian characteristics. But it definitely brings out a little bit of that sweetness. Um, one thing I loved when I, and I love food and beer because I love to like practice at home and make all these recipes and <laughs> experiment. So try the echo effect. Try to swallow some of the beer while you have the duck in your mouth. Um, because what I found really interesting was that, that the echo effect on this is it's actually much sweeter. Um, it brings out a sweetness in the duck and it, and it fish, finishes with a pleasant acidity. And as Rob was talking about, beers that have some acidity are perfect for palate cleansing with something that might be a little bit um, richer. Um, the brioche is a little buttery, so that's a little rich and having that, that richer flavor, um, I think that's a really nice finish to it. I'm seeing a lot of smiles on the face, so that's always a good sign. Mm -hmm. um, the beer that is um, blended into this, as I mentioned, it's aged for over a year, and it's aged with brett and lactose. So um, that's where you're going to get some of that funky character. The, the Belgian ale is a, is a traditional stain of Belgian ale, so you're going to get those fruity notes, some 4VG and some clove in there and some phenolic. But you really get a lot of that funky, and that's the best word to describe, I think, from, for a lot of the, the Brett and Lacto flavors, this funky sour character. Um, but balanced with the cherries, it's not too much. It's not overpowering. It's not cloying. And really what I was looking for, too, is something that wasn't too high in alcohol. Um, you know, I can drink a lot of beer. I can drink more beer than a lot of people that I know, which is a gift. I, I thank my heritage for that. Um, and I'm fortunately in the right line of work, which also works. Um, but I can't drink 10% beers all night. And sometimes the beers that are higher in alcohol um, can mask some flavors as well, just like wine would mask flavors you know, when, it gets, when it's higher in alcohol. So um, I really thought about the alcohol level. And that's why between the two beers I was thinking about, it was not only the depth of flavor in this beer, but this beer is just about 7%. So I wanted it to be high enough that it was going to be able to stand up to all the flavors. But I didn't want it to be so overpowering that um, sometimes you do want a beer that's just going to cleanse it right off your palate. But I really wanted this finishing where you're going to have both flavors sort of melding um, and you get the nuances of both things really complementary in the finish. That's great. And that was right about five minutes, too. Way to go. And I love how Jennifer's bringing up Echo. On craftbeer.com, we have a potential interaction chart that can help you break down and discern. I'm, I created it, and to me, you often get these flavor echoes, which she's referring to, things are emphasized, or sometimes you get the, um, the calming effect. You know, sweet can calm sweet, or sweet can echo sweet. So it, it can go both ways, but that potential, potential interaction chart is on the website if you guys um, want a, a further resource, for sure. Okay, and third will be Phil. Well, like uh, Jennifer, I uh, also chose uh, a cherry beer. And um, there's a, sort of the inspiration behind, um, behind which beer to choose uh, with, with the duck was uh, sort of going for a traditional uh, Belgian dish, sort of like a, a roasted duck breast um, with a sour cherry sauce. And so for me, the, the pick was, was pretty easy. Um, so, the, so the beer uh, that you have before you, it's the um, obviously the third one here. It's um, you know it's a little bit more uh, malt based. Um, you know, it's maltier than uh, than Jennifer's beer. It is uh, it is also um, more tart, more acidic as well. Um, just kind of going through uh, the the ingredients, just kind of kind of map out what this beer is like. Um, you know, so it's got this really uh, it's got this really nice color that. Uh, you know, it's not as not as red in the cherry, but it does have some uh, some nice uh, red hue to it. Um, 
you know, we, I wanted a little bit of that color, but I wanted to keep the roast level really low, so you won't, you won't detect much roastiness in this beer. Um, there, is, uh, there is some rye in this, though, that gives it, a, give it a little bit of that rye spiciness that you sometimes get uh, out of those rye beers. Uh, there's not much to be said about hops in a beer like this, much like the first two beers. Um, you know, this is a beer that took a long time. Uh, this beer took two years um, to, to develop and uh, it's going to continue to dry out over that time, so we wanted to keep the bitterness uh, really low so that it wouldn't become a bitter beer after continuing to dry out. Uh, it's fermented on four different wild yeast strains, a couple of different Britannomyces strains, Lactobacillus, Pediococcus. Uh, but one thing I loved about the way that this beer turned out is that it's not, um, it's not very acetic. In other words, it doesn't have that sort of vinegar thing that kind of burns your nostrils. It's, uh, that part is pretty restrained, and it's, uh, but, it, but it does walk that line of being tart you know, without, uh, without being, I think, too aggressive in that way. And so this beer is also uh, aged in used wine barrels, like I said, for, for two years. Um, we like to use uh, used barrels so that the, the tannin that you can sometime, uh, sometimes leach out of the wood will be less present. And tannins kind of have this way of sort of sucking the moisture out of your mouth, and that's definitely something we, we didn't want to go for there. But one thing that's nice is that there's still enough wood character in these neutral barrels to where you get you know, the sort of characteristic uh, toasted coconut notes. As this beer warms up, I, uh, I get uh, cinnamon notes out of it sometimes, too, and certainly some vanilla. And, uh, and I guess, you know, the other kicker is, uh, you know, like I mentioned before, this is a cherry beer. So this is uh, fermented, also barrel fermented on uh, tart Michigan cherries. And uh, like I said, the inspiration behind the pairing here is that... Um, I wanted the beer to be the sauce, so we're looking for sort of like a sour cherry sauce with a, um, you know, with the roasted duck. And uh, talking about some of those elements that I like to look for in a pairing, you know, you have something that's mouth coating like this, the wonderful duck fat that you have here, and uh, the buttery brioche. Those are things that are going to coat your mouth, and this beer is acidic enough to cut that fat, sort of reset your palate and get you ready to take another bite. And that's, that's the whole goal, I think, of a good pairing, is it makes you want to eat more, it makes you want to drink more, and that's, um, that's a good thing. So uh, another thing I look for, too, in general, I, I love uh, sort of gamey meats being paired with funky beers in general, and uh, that's you know, another element that we have going here. So um, I mean, that's, that's pretty much. I just want to reiterate, the beer is the sauce. So I hope you enjoy it. Well done. It was funny when you said makes me want to, it makes you want to eat and drink more. Everyone's like, <laughs> I never really thought about it that way, but yeah, I guess. Yeah, you had me at the beer is the sauce. All right, Congressman, you're up. Okay, uh, first hold it up, look at it in the light, uh, and think of what you're going to taste, and then just take a little sip and see if that defies what you. If that, I think I can project, but okay, if that defies <laughs> what you thought you were going to taste, which I, I think it will. Now, it's a bit ironic that they chose duck. I'm from Oregon, home of the Oregon Ducks, uh, and we're eating duck, and that's kind of what happened to our football team last year. After for a while, they were rated number one, and then not so good. But um, we're serious. We're very serious about our beer and our wine. And uh, this, uh, this beer was uh, aged in both uh, Oregon Pinot barrels uh, from uh, Oregon Winery. And uh, we don't, well, we're starting to make some 
whiskeys, but no bourbon. So we got some bourbon barrels from Kentucky. So it was also, half of it was aged in a bourbon barrel. Uh, in, and these were both uh, injected with brett, so they're wild yeast. And half of it was aged in a, a pinot barrel. And then at, and at the end of the year, it was mixed, uh, it was mixed together. So you have kind of a blend, pretty interesting, I think. And those are really kind of interesting undertones. You don't really, you kind of, if you think about it, really at the end, you might get a little Pinot taste. Uh, and kind of at the front end, you're cutting through, uh, you know, cutting through the richness of the duck, I think a little bit with the sort of the, the bourbon and the brat and the dryness that comes uh, with that. Um, you know, there's also, you get the chocolate, and then cherries, the three of us uh, chose cherries. Uh, these are uh, Oregon cherries. And uh, we're, uh, you know, we're really uh, not, you know, when they told me I was gonna have to, I didn't get to choose a beer. And they said, you're gonna have to do a sour. And I'm like, oh God, no sours, because we make some sours in Portland that they're over the top. But this is really a nice kind of background follow-on sour taste that really balances out, I think, really well with the richness uh, of the duck that we're tasting here and the little bit of butter uh, that is on the brioche uh, underneath. So I, I think it's really nice, but there's also this little kind of, I don't know if you can get it, uh, there's a little kind of like, a little almost a pepper taste, and pepper is something you want to put sometimes on the, on the duck. Uh, I'm not really good with adjectives. Uh, you know, I've, three years in a row I've been at Washington Beer Madness, and I sit next to these people who are writing paragraphs about the beer they just tasted. I'm like, I'm, I'm at two words, and you know, and I'm kind of like, can I look? No, they pull it away. I can't even cheat. So um, I would be happy to hear a few adjectives from the audience. Why don't you give me a few? Who's got an adjective for what this beer tastes like? Mellow. Okay, nice, mellow. Anybody else? Big and white. Hmm. Big but light, okay. Congressional. Oh, come on. <laughs> that's not good around here. Congressional, that's bad. It's not an adjective, but I thought it had the best pairing with the sample. Well, as judges, you don't want to sway who to vote for. What are, what are the adjectives? What are the adjectives he wants? What are you getting in taste? Huh? Strong. Strong, okay, but not too strong. Oh, yep. Okay, all right. Nice, it was... It was, uh, it was probably French oak for the Pinot Barrel. I don't, I don't know what they use down in Kentucky, so. Anybody else? Balance. Mel? Balance. Balance, nice. Okay, thank you. All right, well, great. Well, thanks for helping me with that, because I, 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 I take my flavor wheels to Beer Madness, and I try and look up adjectives really quickly and then write them down. I forgot to bring them tonight. I was going to hand them out for the sours, but... Uh, this, I, it's not a classic sour, in my opinion. Uh, I think it's a, you know, kind of transcends what I think of as, as sours. And I think it's just a, a great beer. And thanks very much. I love beer. Well done. Well done. I loved how he started to use you guys to convince each other what you're tasting to then vote for him. Very advanced. It's very like a politician. Yeah, that was he's, very... he's in his element. <laughs> Okay, so now Whatever that you, you wanted, you were pretty articulate. <laughs> so now that you each have tasted all four craft beers from small and independent craft brewers, by the way, um, in front of you with the duck breast, we're gonna give them each a minute now to do the summation arguments. I think we should go in the same order of tasting so people keep in their brain which beer is in front of them. So I'm sorry about where they're sitting, but let's go ahead with Rob first and then on to Jennifer, etc. 
All right, well, I'm, I'm done with my beer, unfortunately, but uh, from what I remember of the pairing. Uh, <laughs> oh, there we go. Yeah, a little splash. All right, thanks. It kills the bed. Didn't you like his beer, Congressman? So, uh, but, uh, uh, you know, it's interesting how this beer, it starts with some contrasting elements with the acid, kind of contrasting the, uh, the fat and the duck, and it moved towards some uh, complementing elements, uh, the earth tones in the beer and the kind of funky barnyard character of the beer and the funk that you get from in the kind of gaminess that you get from the duck. And finally, the beer finishes on just a very, very dry note and really makes you uh, wanting to try some more of the duck. And I think that's it. Right on. Rob Todd. Okay, Jennifer, please. I brought a backup of my own beer because they never pour me enough, so I wanted to make sure I had it. Um, for me, I mean, I just I, I'm thrilled with my choice because I like the balance of it. Um, I don't think it's um, over the top in any of the flavors. It has a nice balance of that sour acidity, acidity that cherry, that sweet note, um, and it just perfectly to me brings out these flavors in the duck. And, and like we talked about, and I think all of us were mentioned in, in different ways, but. You want it to make you have another bite, but you want it to bring out flavors in the food you wouldn't think of. And so to me, this brings out a lot more sweetness in the duck that I might not normally get. I mean, duck is a little gamey, but it definitely brings out a lot more sweetness. So um, I think that balance between some of the malty undertones, a little spicy character, um, that sweet kind of cherry, but again, that pleasant acidity at the finish. It's not tongue stripping. It's really balanced. That echo effect is quite nice. Definitely leaves you wanting more, um, but doesn't leave any um, overpowering lingering flavors on your mouth. So. I don't want to keep say, saying the same thing uh, <laughs> over and over, so maybe I'll say something different. Um, one thing that, that's, I think, really cool about all of these beers is that, um, you know, with this wild component that's the theme here, is that these beers take a long time to make, typically. You know, they're, they're not something that, that you can whip up really quickly, and that's in such contrast to what we're, what we're pairing with, and that's just a really cool element. You know, um, the... Um, you know the duck is the duck is prepared. You know fresh, and it's 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 made uh, made for you. Uh, you know just maybe hours ago, these beers uh, have been uh, have been progressing and developing over a really long period of time. And um, you know it's it's something that I think we should all be proud of. You know, in, in the case of ours, you know it's, it was two years in the making. So I think it's kind of a kind of a special deal to uh, to be able to pair with with beers like this. So I guess that's my my finishing note. So. Well, I, I reflect that I, I think it's complex, and, and to me, when I you know I've, when I see something this dark, I'm thinking, boy, it's going to be porter or stout. Uh, and I was surprised uh, when I first tasted this uh, how light it was, how dry it was, and uh, and then beyond that, I mean, after the first taste, I, it, it, it it was really complicated. I I think very complex because you kind of went through like okay, I I got the cherries, and then. All right, there comes the chocolate, and then I got that little kind of like the little pepper hit at the end, and I and I just think uh, it, it's it's pretty uh, pretty extraordinary to to put all that into this little bit of beer, and uh, I got to say the uh, the brewer's here, I, and I, I want him to. He, he was going to answer any complicated questions. I was told you could ask questions. No one asked any complicated questions, but I'd like him to stand up. Just stand up. Come on. There he is in the back. Oh, there he is. Matt from Oakshire in the back. And, uh, 
So I can't take any credit for any of this. I just get, get up here and have fun. So thanks very much. But I think it is a fabulous experience. Matt from Oakshire just stood up in the back. When we, once you guys have voted and we bring the brands up, we'll have more question and answer. And Matt, I'd like to, not now, but when we've done it, have you come up. So when I cue you, come on up to represent. That'd be great. Okay. So are you guys feeling like you've had proper taste? Your contenders have um, gotten you as convinced, hopefully, as possible to vote. And so I'm going to say how to commence the voting. I will also, um, we'll keep sharing some stuff while you guys are voting. We don't want to have to have this take too long. You each have craftbeer.com pens, right? What was the name of that website again? Good audience. You each have craftbeer.com pens, and so what I want you to do is rip off a little sheet of your craftbeer.com taster mat, which is free, available for you to use anytime and print off the website. Um, and just write the name of your contender. Your name of the contender. Again, we have. Share, share your names again. Just do first name. Rob. God, I love calling the congressman Peter. Isn't that great? Peter, Jennifer, and Phil. So write the first name down. Let's have this take about 60 seconds. And while you guys are doing that, I want to also tell you when you're done to pass it to the middle of the row. Remember, that beers later. Beers later on me. Yes, yes. Well, she's time to bribe. Oh, you're going to pass it to the middle of the row. that. <laughs> and I want to talk about pairing real quick. You know, there's more than one way to skin a cat. So perception is personal. What I'm tasting, maybe that heightened sweetness is not as emphasized to you. You might be getting more bitterness in something or more acidity. So perception's personal. Voting for this is very, very personal. We have four winners here, in a way, that I will emphasize. Everybody vote, pass it down in the middle. So I'm going to keep you guys with me. Let's keep the chatter down real quick. You're almost out. First names again. We've got Rob. Jennifer was second beer. Phil was beer number three. Peter, or Congressman DeFazio from Oregon, was number four. So you guys, while we're voting, we got an extra surprise. I want to get your attention because somebody's going to be psyched. Under what, listen up, you're going to want to hear this. Under one of your seats is two tickets to tomorrow night's saver from craftbeer.com. Oh my gosh, look under your seat. Who might have two tickets? Excellent, congratulations, sir. Thank you also for being a judge. Those are very valuable. Tickets sold out in a matter of hours, which was amazing. All right, so I'm also going to ask the back house, can one of you guys have Laura while uh, the votes are being counted? When they're done, can you bring up the brands? Somebody will prepare the bottles so we can have you guys talk about it. All right, so I'm going to ask the question we've all been wanting to ask, the elephant in the room. What did you guys really want to say about each other's pairings? <laughs> Rob is first. I, I actually thought they were all great. They were delicious pairings. They all took different approaches. No, I really did. I thought they were great. And actually, while, while I have the mic, too. He's running for Congress next. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, while I have the mic, I did want to thank Congressman DeFazio for being a sport and coming up here with us brewers and doing this. Yeah. 
And I wanted to thank him very much. You know, from my perspective as a brewer, it is great to have such a huge advocate in D.C. as Congressman DeFazio. So we really, really appreciate it. Thanks for the support. Well done. I echo that. I mean, small businesses don't always get representation in the halls of Congress, and he's getting it done every day for us, so thank you. He was trash-talking me before. <laughs> it's true, I was. Uh, he was. He was. Last he's night I met him, and he's now. like, oh, I'm going to clean your clock tomorrow. Yeah. Like, hey, I said, I used to canoe on the Allagash River for my girlfriend in college. I said, you're, I hope you're not making beer out of that stuff, because that's like, <laughs> Wow. And he says, no, we're in the other end of the state. So, yeah. actually, it turns out to be an okay guy. I, I thought... Uh, <laughs> You know, I, it's interesting that three chose cherries. He chose a whole different route, which I thought was a very interesting take to, have, to do a contrast uh, instead of a total compliment and sort of like build on it and, and then cut through the layers, which basically the three of us did in slightly different ways. So I, I, I just thought it was, it was really kind of a neat competition. Right, more than one way to skin a cat yeah. when you're pairing. Yeah. Go ahead, Jennifer. Well, first of all, you don't need your flavor wheel. I think your descriptions are, are really good. Um, I, I also agree, and I'm not running, but I think all the beers were great. But what I love about this is it showcases exactly what we want people to think about beer and food pairing, is that we have three beers with cherries that are completely different beers. That's awesome. And, and you know, we're all using Brett and Lacto or some form of wild yeast, yet they're all different, which we would expect. But even the malty undertones are different, and your beer had some great malty undertones. And I just, I really think it's really interesting just to see that. Whenever you can do this at home, buy some of your favorite beers, you know, pair them up. To me, that's like some of the most fun that you can have. So this was really fun to taste everybody's beers and great selection. For a non brewer, excellent selection. Well, I brew, but home brew. Well, home brew. You should have bought a home brew. Oh, yeah, and I don't think it would have stood right? up to the. <laughs> well said. Phil? How about uh, the, the effect of uh, beer and uh, the nature of craft brewers? I mean, you, you try to pit us against each other, and we, we just can't even be mean to each other. Yeah. Uh, They're so gracious. Try, it's try amazing. To, try to make this competitive, and uh, it's, you know, we just can't be cutthroat. You know, we're all engaged in the same, um, the, the same goal, is, you know, creating, creating awesome flavors, making people think about those things, and, uh, and trying to heighten the, uh, the, the experience of flavor. And uh, you know, I think this is a perfect representation of that um, in, in, this, in this pairing. You can't go wrong with any of these four pairings. And damn it, I'm trying. I can't. I can't do it. I can't do it. So that's it. All right, I got a good one because none of them knew. And I had originally set them seated in ABV level, which I think is hugely important when you're pairing um, and and just sipping. But uh, why don't you guys share, and I have it too if nobody knows off the top of their head, your ABV level of your beers. And Phil was first at the lightest level, you know off the top of your head? 6.0. So you can taste that and see if you get that as a, as a beer taster. Jennifer? Mine was 7. 7%. So stepping up to 7. 7. 7. Uh, 9. Yeah, Ooh. the sneaker, the <laughs> sneaky 9. Very smooth. I think it's nine. Really Look smooth. at the label and <laughs> make sure I got the number right. Yeah, I think it's nine. All right. Well, we're going to look at the labels right now. Phil, were you in draft? Yeah, mine was on draft. So Phil was in draft. We're revealing the brands, and I'm going to have you guys each go down and say your brands while I get the, um, the uh, tally of the votes. Oh, you get a full one. You better open that up. Oh, yes. If we win, I'll share. <laughs> Which brewery is that? that it's Oakshire. Oakshire. Okay. It's a nice bottle. They're, you know, local, uh, pretty small, seven years. Hmm. Yeah, no, All right, so, Rob, which special. beer did you bring? 
So we brought the Allagash Interlude. Woo! Anyone know that beer? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Spectacular. Anything Thanks. else, Rock? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, we just, we brew it uh, basically once a year, pretty small release. Like I said, it's, uh, it, it starts its fermentation with a Saccharomyces Saison yeast. The Saison yeast pretty much stops, as is common with a lot of Saison yeast. And then we add a uh, wild Britannomyces yeast, which we actually cultured um, from a batch of beer, which ended up with a uh, Britannomyces yeast in it. So we, we cultured up this Britannomyces yeast that... Um, that kind of floated into a batch of beer in the air at the brewery, and we've used it for both the interlude and the confluence. And then it's aged, half of it's aged in stainless, half it's, it is aged in uh, French oak, Merlot, and Syrah barrels. Then we blend it and put it in the bottle. Incredible. If anyone hasn't toured Allagash, if you're ever up in Maine, put it on the radar for sure. Okay, Congressman? Uh, Oakshire. Matt, why don't you come on up real quick? Oakshire, uh, founded by two home brewers. Maybe uh, when I stop doing what I'm doing now, I'll have a better life and I, I can do something like this. Uh, seven years, uh, the brewery's seven years old, so this is their seventh anniversary ale. This is the brewmaster, and he can wax a little bit eloquent about it. Didn't he do awesome presenting a beer? <laughs> that, We, as craft brewers, have the privilege of having him represent us as craft brewers here in D.C. I have the privilege of drinking a beer with him in my pub because he lives in my town. It's, it's so fantastic. He hadn't had this beer. This, this, last week is the first time he ever had it. He did a fantastic job of describing it and, and selling it to all of you. So he did a great job. This is our seventh anniversary beer. We've got about 80 barrels in our barrel uh, room that we're trying to make bigger. And we just go in and, and taste things. And like Phil said... We're trying to heighten the experience of flavor, and so we'll just blend stuff together. This is what we did, a special beer for our seventh anniversary. Um, as C Congressman DeFazio said, some bourbon barrels and some wine barrels, and we aged it on cherries. It was in stainless on cherries for three months, um, and it's just something we do one time, This our anniversary beer. And so this will never be made again. There's probably about 12 bottles left of this in the world after these two cases I sent out here. So uh, he's not going to take that. But yeah, 11 now. So that's seven, seven from Oakshire. Thank you, Matt. Thank you for your support of Saber. You can check out their table if you want to try their other craft beers out there. Definitely. Jennifer. So this beer is our American Creek, and it's part of our Barrel Room collection. Um, but this is the only beer in the Barrel Room collection you can only, uh, that is only brewed in Boston because of the amount of cherries that we use in it. And I mentioned we use whole cherries. Um, the beer that we blend with this is called, and some of you may know this from, from other sessions where we talked to Jim, it's called Cosmic Mother Funk, KMF. <laughs> that name came from a long Friday afternoon of drinking and this beer that we'd been aging for over a year in these big wooden tons. Um, and it seemed silly at the time, but now we're like, we love KMF. Um, so KMF is included in here in 10%, and all of our Barrel Room Collection beers have an inclusion of KMF. So we sort of went, um, you know, I love visiting Rodenbach in, that, in, in Belgium and that idea of taking fresh Belgian beer, beer that you just brewed in the brew house, and then blending it with beer that's been two, three years old. So we have these wooden tons in Boston. There are 130 barrels. They are of Hungarian oak um, and came over. We reassembled them in our, in our barrel room, and we um, take a 
a real actual simple sort of Belgian ale. We throw it in there with, with the Breton Lacto and just let it go. I mean, the brewery's old, there's stuff growing in there, and it gets this awesome, funky, sour flavor. And then when we develop the, the sort of fresh beer, if you will, whenever we're developing a style, we think about the inclusion and what that flavor is going to add. So we have a beer that only has 1%, and then we have a beer up to 50%. And the, the KMF is very strong flavored. So um, it adds a nice complexity and a little bit more depth to the beer. So, um, and again, it has the, Amer the cherries from Michigan in it. Right on. Phil. Yeah, so our beer was called La Boheme, and uh, it was you know, very limited in, in volume. Um, I didn't, wasn't able, even able to send bottles because uh, they, they had all sold, um, and you know, it was just a, just a really limited batch. Uh, but we did uh, hold back some drafts, so you know, we sent it up in a keg. And uh, you know, much like uh, Jennifer's beer, it's, it's a blended beer, um, and it's sort of a, the happy accident of, uh, of, of kind of like two mess-ups. Um, you know, we, we had brewed uh, basically a, you know, we had attempted to brew sort of like a creek beer, a, a, you know, it was more of like a Flanders Red style. It didn't really get as tart as, as I would have liked, you know, through some of its development. And then we brewed a, uh, a Brett Brown that ended up getting uh, way more sour than, uh, you know, Brett beers typically you're not, you're not looking for it to develop a lot of acid. Well, these barrels, uh, you know, they, they had other things going on. And, and, uh, but it developed this really beautiful, just really tart sour beer. It was, it was almost too tart. And um, it kind of became one of those things where, you know, we let these things go for a while. And then uh, we just started, you know, just doing some bench trials. And we found out that it was sort of the perfect blend was blending it all together. You know, it was a one-to-one -one between these two batches. It was pretty much equal volumes. And, uh, and it you know, created this, like I said, this happy accident that took about two years. And uh, now we're like, well, how the hell are we going to do this again? Um, so we are trying to replicate it. We actually took the two original recipes using the same barrels and, uh, and, and are going for it again and hoping to achieve, uh, achieve the same result. But uh, well, I guess we'll let you know in a couple years. So. <laughs> are you guys ready for the winner and then to get back to your awesome savor grand tasting? All right, and I want to thank you for participating in this very participatory way. Um, you guys have made history for the 12th ever craftbeer.com taste off champion. We, you, awarded it to Phil from Perennial Whoa. Artisanal Ales with the Labo Hem. Right on. Thank you guys. Have a great saver and uh, enjoy yourselves. Happy craft beers. Thank you for listening to this recording from Savor 2014, brought to you by the Brewers Association and Craft Beer Radio. You can find the rest of the salons from Savor 2014, as well as all of the salons from previous years of Savor, at craftbeerradio.com slash savor or on craftbeer.com. Craft Beer Radio is a weekly beer podcast that you can listen to on iTunes or from our website at craftbeerradio.com.